What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here for another Daily Rant. And you're not going to want to miss this one. Player empowerment rules the land in the sports today. All sports, which has trickled over into society. You will not want to miss this Daily Rant as I dive deep into what we witnessed with Travis Kelsey going at Andy Reid, running up on him. Plus, Deshaun Foster being named head coach at UCLA. It is a direct correlation of player empowerment. I'm going to dive into it. Plus, so much more. Don't go anywhere. Pound the like, subscribe, and head on over to CoachABStore.com. Grab you some merch. Drop a super chat as we are off for two weeks on the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. But don't go nowhere because this one is about to be epic. Welcome back on this Valentine's Day uh, as I film this show. Uh, you'll probably be getting it Thursday, though. Um, so happy wishes to all you Valentine's Day people. Uh, you'll be probably watching my Swiss Beats Alicia Keys rant as I post it today. But this one right here, I'm filming live on Valentine's Day. You'll be seeing it tomorrow on Thursday. But listen, I put a lot of time into this rant because it is near and dear to my heart on how I explain this and how I get it over across to all you casuals, plus all you novice fans, plus all you advanced football personnel, players, ex-players, coaches, coaches, ex-coaches, etc. Football, basketball, and baseball, and not just at the professional level, is, how can I say it? Youth Pop Warner, high school, college, which has allowed the NFL product, the NBA product, to be so watered down. Player empowerment is why. The NCAA basketball, NCAA basketball, you just witnessed Kansas, KU, top five team in the country, Bill Self, lose his mind, get ejected for the first time in his career. They lost by 30 to Texas Tech the other night. Good luck to you gamblers out there picking March Madness teams. <laughs> Watered down is a microcosm of player empowerment. It is at an all-time high, and it is clearly translating into our streets, our fucking neighborhoods, our classrooms, our home fronts, on the field, on the court, on the diamond, and has been allowed. We've allowed this instead of coached it. Hierarchy is no longer a real thing. You can still in fucking broad daylight from your favorite stores, people. Not go to jail. Walk right out with no mask on. Get right into the car and leave. Fingerprints all over the glass. Nobody gives a fuck. This is because we allow it and we don't coach it. Correct it. Or make an example out of it. Or these people who continue to push the line. They take a foot when you have given them a mile. You've given them an inch, they take a foot. You give them a foot, they take a mile. 
And I just don't know if you can understand where I'm coming from. And if you don't think sports is a direct correlation to society, you're out of your fucking mind. We are the role models, coaches, players, actors, entertainers. Whether you're a kid, we have grown men on Twitter and social media now looking up to other grown men who are in the limelight who are famous. They think they can DM LeBron James, and if he responds or even reads it, they'll fucking bust a nut. Oh, my God, LeBron read my fucking DM. They actually think now they know LeBron. (laughs) This is what you guys don't grasp, what social media has done. Won't make an example of them, though. You won't put your foot so deep in their ass when they fuck up. You'll praise them instead. You'll apologize to them for yelling at them. (laughs) That's where we are now. Player empowerment, man. I always say we're in the jersey swap era. We're in the player empowerment era. We are not in what used to be the gladiator sport era. Basketball used to be a contact sport. It's no longer that. Football used to be what we call a collision sport. Similar to what NASCAR is considered, no longer that. Football is now a contact sport. Basketball is now what baseball is. A touch sport? I I, I don't know. What do you call basketball now anymore? Every single fucking call or replay or foul foul is a replay. It's a 10-minute long replay. That's how bad the sport is. I was watching a basketball game last night. I forgot who it was. And there was nobody in the crowd. Nobody. It is bad. And I'm glad that America is seeing it. Because hopefully Adam Silver can fix it. But Roger Goodell, you have a bigger issue on your hands. But guess what? Guess what, though? Since we won't do it, and we won't put our foot in their ass. Guess what, America? I got to just be honest with you guys. It's not the kid who steals fault. It's not the kid who slaps the coach's arm away's fault. It's our fault. Your fault. My fault. Please make no fucking mistake about this. It is our fault. Not fucking their fault. They only know what they know. Travis Kelsey has crossed the line. Um, But this isn't the first type. This isn't the first kind of thing that I've ever seen like this. Okay. Let's be clear about it. I've seen this a lot, a lot of times. I've been a victim of it. I've been a proponent of it. And I've been the culprit of it. It happened to me with Malik Henry on Netflix. 300 million people got to see it. Emmett Gooden. But Buckmaster. Dodge City, you saw me on Netflix. Go after him. Him go back at another coach. Listen, and it's happened so many other times that you did not see on camera on a fucking Netflix show. It's happened with Pete Carroll and Nick Saban and Jim Harbaugh. And it happened to so many others. But what is the context? Why is this happening at an all-time high? is my question to you. Why is it happening at an all-time high? Why are we seeing this type of behavior at an all-time high? This is the norm. 
This is what we can see. Coach is getting socked by players on the sideline. Players getting slapping guys' hands off of them. This is a microcosm of what is happening in the sport. We are allowing it. We're not coaching it. You guys don't understand. It's becoming a bit out of control. It's getting out of control. If you don't believe it, you, you're, you're missing it. You're missing everything we discuss. So this is the thumbnail. We saw Travis Kelsey. We saw this go down, and, and obviously I think it was probably the biggest play of the game. <laughs> it was the biggest play in the Super Bowl. I thought the Super Bowl was beyond mid, below mid, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Travis Kelsey crossed the line that day. And if you haven't witnessed their podcast, I believe it's New Heights or something like that, Jason and Kelsey brothers do. I like Jason a lot. Not a huge fan of Kelsey, uh, Travis, but I like their show, their podcast. I see their clips, their verticals. I've yet to watch a whole show, but I see their verticals, and, and obviously those are uh, clickbaity, and they get you over there, which is kudos to them for doing it. Everyone else is doing a podcast. I would be, I would hate to be a just an average Joe human that we all love and need in America, by the way. So all you average Joe humans, they keep your head up and keep grinding. But I would hate to be that guy just starting up a podcast. I don't know how they would make it survive or even get a fucking view when you have the Kelsey brothers and and, and the pivot and Stephen A and everyone and their mama, Max Crosby and and and, and uh, you know Cam Newton and Richard Sherman and everybody you can think of does a podcast now. And they already are a big name with a major platform behind them. And now you start a show. How are the casual out there fan or or, or just average Joe who once had, may have something great to say? How are they going to even get a fucking sniff at a monetization on YouTube or anything else? It's taken me a long time to get anything. So I can't even imagine just an average Joe. And listen, it's not a knock on you guys or anybody else out there trying to do it. I would say, fuck it. Do something that someone else says you could not do. Greatest thing in life. So keep grinding and go do it. But I will say, these cats are cornering the market, monopolizing it. It, it. It's almost unfair, but just we live in an unfair world. It is what it is. But everyone, their mama's making a podcast and a show. And, and listen, cream rises to the top, man. That's why so many content creators exist on TikTok. These fucking weirdos have to come up with whatever to get clicks. Hey, boy, give me that off the shelf. Hey, hey it's, a, it's, a, it's a prank, bro. It's a prank, bro. There's a video over there. Motherfucker grabs on someone girl's ass. Oh, no, it's a prank. It's a video. Motherfucker, you getting fucking dealt with. At least these other cats that have a big name are at least legitimate and genuine and talking about something that there is in their wheelhouse. These other cats have to make a name for themselves because they know they can't compete with a big name person who started a show or a podcast. So they have to go do outlandish shit, jackass type of shit to get clicks and likes. That's what society has become. And it all has tied into player empowerment. But take a listen on what Jason asked and told to Travis. And I'm going to break down the context of it all. You having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get 
that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I took a back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know. Hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get a f***ing victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. You got to have your head on a swivel because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh, yeah, I deserve it. If he would have cold cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's f go. I'm not trying to make this situation acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals. This doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are. That's what nobody knows. Jason makes great points, and this is the this is where I wanted to go with this rant. People don't understand. I've had Malik Kenry on this show, and everyone sees it, and they're like, oh my God, why is he on Coach JB's show? They hate each other. See, you casual fanboys out there who know nothing, who only watch edited clips of a show on Netflix, who automatically think they know me, are delusional. You're, you're actually part of the problem in this player empowerment issue. You see a 30-second vertical clip of the Kelsey Brothers podcast, and you think that is exactly how it went down. Well, listen, that's not. That's what's called editing. This is not real life. This is a game, a joke, and a mockery of what society really is. When you go out there and you get hit in the fucking mouth in the real world, and then you're like, oh, my God, I thought it was like the 30-second edited clip. <laughs> it's sad to see our youth, our youngsters, actually believe it. Listen, you don't know the highly competitive juices that flow in the football world. That's why I said I'll take Shannon Sharp over Mike Epps all day because Mike Epps is a general population when it comes to someone saying, I don't want to fight you. I'd rather pull a pistol because that's what we are nowadays. We are made like bitches. We have no foundation. We have no man telling us we're wrong. Now we have a woman telling us we're wrong. And guess what? When a man corrects you, you automatically take the defense. You're on the defensive side of shit because you have had no man tell you you're wrong and you are fucking a piece of shit, you shitbird. And guess what happens? They continue to get their dick sucked. By either A, their mama, their auntie, their homies, their coach who don't want them to transfer or whatever. And they think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Why do you think two stars are asking for $300,000 NIL deals? So stay with me. So Jason said competitive juices flow, but you still were wrong. That's totally 100% correct. Malik Henry and I go at it on the show. Of course, I've known Malik since he was this high. But you all don't know that. He ate with me that night. We laugh about it. And he's been on my show several times. I just got him a job at the CFL playing quarterback again in professional football. This is not a personal thing. This is business. Now, the issue I have with Kelsey is he's been in the limelight for all the wrong reason. And now when you run up on Andy Reid, knowing all eyes on you, all the cameras are on you, it is a complete slap at Andy Reid's face, literally and almost figuratively and almost literally, because you know you have all the attention, not only from the jab, but from Taylor Swift, 
all the cameras. And then you go at Andy Reid, like a guy that's a father figure and a mentor and a person who has made you very, 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 very rich by getting you the ball in four different Super Bowls, three which you've won. The respect level and paying the forefathers in this profession, basketball included and baseball and all professional sports, blows my mind. There's pay, we're paying no homage to the forefather. Andy Reid's the forefather, Travis Kelsey. You blasted him out in public in front of 200 million views, viewers, and you took away from an overtime we call it a thriller because this is what we've accepted. Mediocrity is the new excellence. We will call it a thriller of a Super Bowl. I'll call it very, very mid Super Bowl in a watered down era. You'll call it great because the fantasy football people out there will think it's great because somebody got you a 10 grand or 100 grand or something. So you think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You probably think Van Scantling or whatever his name is, Valdez Scantling won you 10 grand on DraftKings because he caught a touchdown and put you over the top. You probably put him in your top five wide receivers of all time. <laughs> That's the reality that we live in. But for you to attack the head coach the way you did, there's two parts of it. What Jason just said, which I was leading the show with, there's a competitive side of this that you don't get. You don't understand the relationships that have been built between the two. Andy and him clearly have a relationship that will allow some back and forth. But the player losing this composure in that regard is what is wrong with football today, professional sports today, college football, high school football. What he did is what everyone else will see and do. That is the problem I have with Travis. He doesn't realize the fucking microscope that's over him, the telescope that's on him. The eyeballs that see him. And he's allowed now a whole new generation of kid to think that's okay to do it to their coach. That's the fucking issue I have. That's the problem I have. And it's, it's, I'm just telling you, this is a trickle down deal. This is all trickle down. There's a lot that goes into this. Um, Player empowerment is so real that the media refused to address Travis Kelsey going up to Andy Reid in the fashion that he did. You actually watch ESPN. They go, well, Travis Kelsey was kind of heated and, you know, a heated exchange happened. They don't show the exchange and they just skip right over it. They don't even bring it up. They don't even say, call out Travis Kelsey. Where are the nuts of the men out there? Where are you at? ESPN, where are you at? Fucking Fox, uh, whoever else out there, mainstream media. Why don't you call out Travis Kelsey and say, hey, man, you're fucking wrong. Where's the former players on mainstream media that come out and say, hey, man, you're fucking wrong. We don't have it. We are fucking protecting players over the coach, over admin, teachers, parents, you name it. We have a problem, Houston, and it's called player empowerment. And it blows my mind. And it's sad to see these type of addressings by Andy Reid and so on when we have to defend defend the player who we already know in person. Andy Reid's a fucking great, legendary California native. Uh, 
we already know what he really thinks. People that know him know what he thinks, but he can't say it. Travis said that he owes his entire career to you, not only because of your play calling, but because how you've learned to, how, how you've helped him learn to manage his emotions. How did you learn that initially with him, and how has that evolved over the years? <laughs> yeah, he was emotional today. So um, <laughs> I get, I mean, listen, I have five kids, so I, I, I get how that goes. Um, the part I love is he loves to play the game, and he wants to help his team win. I mean, it's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is. And I understand that. And so. It's not a selfish thing. Listen, Andy Reid's going to, whatever he says is going to be the gospel to the Queendom fan base, to 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 the novice fan. He's going to say the right things, and that's going to be clipped out, and everyone's going to say, well, Coach Brown, Andy Reid said it's okay, so you're wrong, Coach Brown. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the world we live in now. When that's coaches and I, and we all know the real, is like Andy Reid's like, listen, this fucking punk-ass motherfucker ran up on me, but I got to eat it. And listen, even though that's happened with players that I've had, I've said exactly this punk motherfucker. He's soft ass enabled. I still love the kid. And he still loves Travis. But understand, it's not just about what's transpiring in that game. It's happening across the world and all the motherfuckers looking at that game. And then for Travis to come out now. I got the greatest coach this game has ever seen. He's unbelievable at not only dialing up plays and having everybody prepared, but... He's one of the best leaders of men that I've ever seen in my life. And um, he's helped me a lot with that, with channeling that emotion, with channeling that passion. And um, I owe my entire career to that guy and being able to kind um, of control um, how, how emotional I get. Well, he's had issues at Cincinnati, people. The University of Cincinnati had issues with him and suspended him. If you don't recall or recollect, do you need a refresher course? You got Google? Go see what he did at Cincinnati. See, people don't realize that the stripes of a tiger don't change. The spots on a cheetah don't change. You could shave the motherfucker, but guess what? The spots are still on the skin below the hair. People don't want to realize that shit. And this is the issue. I would have jumped at Kelsey like, like that motherfucker jumped at <laughs> I would have jumped to Travis Kelsey like that motherfucker would have jumped to the judge. Listen, it's all good, though. Player empowerment wins at the end. You know why? Because today they're partying. Today they're partying. They are partying. We won. We won. We won the Super Bowl. All is forgotten. Listen, man, Deshaun Foster was named head coach of UCLA. If you don't think Deshaun Foster being named head coach of UCLA is a direct correlation of player empowerment, you are sadly confused. You are sadly confused at what's going on at the college football level, which has gone is transcending to the NFL level. Between the portal NIL and player empowerment demanding a bag of money before they show up to your campus, you are blinded or you're deaf or you're just ignorant and flat out refuse to believe what's going on.
Let me show you the athletic director at UCLA introducing the new head coach at UCLA. We want somebody that wants to be a Bruin. Well, we didn't get somebody that wants to be a Bruin. We got a Bruin. Come on out, coach. Your new head coach. Love Deshaun Foster, known him a long time, local Southern California kid. Um, got to coach against him when he was playing as a youngster, uh, local high school here in Orange County. Here's the issue I have with this hire, okay? Love it for him. Love it that it's a running back. Um, you don't see this position get head coaching jobs very often, not like this. UCLA is a very prestigious program. I don't know if it's a national program anymore, and I don't think it's a serious program, but it is a direct correlation of the hire. Player empowerment is a direct correlation of the hire. And if you don't want to believe me, fine. You can be blinded by all the political ploys that you see involved in this, what you hear on mainstream media as to why he was hired. Go ahead. The truth of the matter is the players told them they want him. The players told Dar Garmin or Jarman or whatever his name is, Jarman, they want Deshaun Foster. Make it happen. Player empowerment hired Deshaun Foster. I love Deshaun Foster. Great NFL back, Carolina, great running back, college, UCLA, great running back, high school, legendary California record holder. Never been a head coach at any level, ever, in anything. Just throwing it out there. L love they hired him. Don't get it twisted. Love that they hired him. Never been a head coach at anything, at any level, ever. You can say what you want to say. Uh, you know, listen. Um... Player empowerment clearly hired the coach. <laughs> like, if you don't believe that's true, then you're just delusional. It's okay. It, it really is. It's okay. But you're delusional if you don't think it's real. Take a listen to what he's had to say about recruiting. The recruiting landscape compared to what it was like on the Chip Kelly. It's just more of a national, like I was saying, it's just more of a national thing that we're going to be doing. UCLA's brand is this isn't something that's a West Coast thing. If you look at all the sports they have athletes from everywhere. Both basketball teams, they're over in Europe and yeah. you know, so this brand travels. We just have to get out there and recruit and put in the work, develop the relationships, and then you can get the kids. It's just not go over there, see him, and then they're just gonna jump on. You have to make it warm, let them see what we're doing here and make the make it something that they can't resist. So when you're looking, oh, sorry, when you look for guys on your staff, you know, tight ends coach, whatever the case, is part of uh, the resume you're looking for is their experience as a recruiter? That is something that I'm looking for, but if he lacks in that, I'm going to pick that up for him. Okay. You know what I mean? Listen, I love Deshaun, man, and, and I, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for him and how I hope that he does a great, great job there. I, I can't. 
But as a realist and a truth teller, I have to also tell you, he's delusional. He's speaking as a rookie in this profession. He's speaking as a rookie, as a fish out of water, who's now addressing the media for the first time as a head coach and doesn't know what to say because he's yet to do what he's saying. He wants to be a national program. Fine and dandy. Pete Carroll did it at USC. UCLA did it with Bob Toledo and Terry Donahue. They've had a, we're more Western geographically as far as Western, you know, Southwest Texas, uh, you know, little Louisiana, uh, Arizona. Um, you know, we recruited that way with Donahue and Toledo for years, Skip Hicks and, and all these great running backs that came from Texas. National UCLA has never really been national uh, when it comes to recruiting it in football. Basketball, yes. Football, no. Of course, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a New Yorker. Uh, John Wooden went national in basketball, of course. Football, they've never really been truly national. Um, so I would love to see him go national. I don't know if UCLA is a serious program. And player empowerment is, an, is existing at an all-time high. The reason I said he sounds like a rookie head coach is because he said that if a coach can't recruit, it's okay. I will pick up the pace, the slack. I will pick up where he cannot. That's a false narrative. That's a fallacy. This is NIL days now. This isn't loyalty speaks volumes. These kids don't give a fuck about you being loyal and showing your face. They don't care how many times you talk to them. You could talk to them until you're blue in the face for four fucking years. And if Alabama comes in hour 23 and gives them a bigger bag, guess where the kid's going? You've wasted four years of your breath, your time, your life, staying away from your family, worried about another motherfucker's son when your son's lacking attention at home. You see this whole fucking ball, snowball effect that we're, is having on the youth is because of situations like this. Now, I love his passion and how he's speaking, but the truth of the matter is it's not real. You better go get a fucking full staff of go-getters. <laughs> full staff. If, I, if that was me, I'm saying everybody has to be able to recruit at a high level or I'm not hiring you. See what I'm saying? Total different, <laughs> total different words being spoken if I'm the head coach of UCLA. When he asks you, hey, coach, how important is it to be a recruiter? Uh, it's number one. We have to have go-getters. He went on to say we have to have good coaches first. Coaches don't win you games anymore. Players win you games. And the ability to keep them from entering a portal wins you games not a mercenary band of brothers who comes every semester because of a bag of money and you don't want recruiters you want coaches what are you coaching d3 players go get them coach go fucking coach them up <laughs> guess what you're going to get beat by 50 to alabama when they have better players than you i hope they're well coached though this is a mercenary business now, and it's ran by the players. The hierarchy's gone. It is player empowerment. You better go get fucking 10 go-getting recruiting dogs at coach. Fuck calling a play. 
Have you heard Dan Lanning come out and tell you guys out there, young coaches, that anybody can call plays? Go get the dudes. And it ain't no more loyalty in this business. It's NIL deals, period. It is a fucking pay-to-play. And this is, again, we hire a guy who I love to death, Deshaun Foster. I love him to death, but he's not ready to do this. And there's a reason Chip Kelly left, people. Why did Chip Kelly leave a head coaching job to go be an OC? Because, A, he didn't get a job at the Seattle Seahawks as the OC. That's what he wanted to do. He didn't get it. So guess what? The next best thing is what? Ohio State offensive coordinator. UCLA is not a serious place. It's not a fucking serious program. So guess what? I'll go to Ryan Day, who I coached in college. I'll go coach with him. Because I know I'm fired anyway or I'm going to quit anyway at UCLA next year when we don't have enough money and resources to pay big-time players. That's why you can't go national, as Deshaun Foster just eloquently stated. Having said that, though, Chip Kelly sees it and knows it and now is smiling at it and saying, good luck, dude. <laughs> good luck. I, lo- I love you, too. I'm sure he loves Deshaun, too. He hired him. But good luck. You're in a sinking ship, and you can't fix the holes because there's no commissioner. You're allowing for player empowerment, and if you cuss out a player and correct the player, remember, correction is not criticism, but we think it is out here because we're soft because cell phones have allowed us to be soft. And correction is not criticism, but if you do correct a kid, they think it's criticism. They tell their mama. Their mama thinks you're a hater. They think it's, you're getting played. It's politics now involved, and they transfer. Politics. But yet you're chasing bags as two stars telling coaches you want $400,000 when you haven't really busted a grape in a fruit fight yet. <laughs> but we're the pol- politicians. <laughs> Man, there's so many levels to this. It's it's almost sickening, and it's disheartening, and it's sad. And a good friend of mine, Kevin Wilson, who I almost worked for at Indiana, said it best. This is how Tulsa, in this player empowerment-driven era and generation, is attacking NIL and recruiting. Great text message right here. Typical in first questions is, what do you get? I go, you'll get nothing and like it. That's what they said, and that's what they told Spalding, right? From a guy saying, hey, coach, just asking, um, um, you know, about money. I'm not a money-hungry person. Don't need a ton of money. Uh, but this is a transfer. I've been getting about six to seven K a month. I got three dogs and a girlfriend. So what do you think I'll get there? And I said, the first thing you need to do is drop the dogs. And I'm not sure about the girl. <laughs> I, go, I go, we'll explain our incentive-based plan that we use is based on academic success not allocating any, any NIL funds. We're starting at now. We'll have a clear direction if and when we get anything. But I have not and will not promise anything until I know for sure what I got. I'll disclose you on a visit how we do our academic base plan. And that's how we recruit it. It's almost sad, man. I almost said I text Kevin, great coach, Coach Wilson. I call him Coach Wilson. One of the best O-line coaches in football, period, NFL or college one of the greatest offensive minds in football, period. If you don't know who he is, then go go check him out. He got he, he left Ohio State, uh, took the Tulsa job here, was the head coach at Indiana, been all over the place. Oklahoma, obviously, had great success as an O-line coach, OC. Anyway, um, been around a long time. Listening to him, and I texted him like, Coach, 
what a joke this is. He's like, JB, you have no clue. Um, he goes, I just, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what he said. So it's almost gut wrenching listening to him talk about what they're doing and how they're having to handle this player empowerment. This kid said, I make six, seven grand a month. That's what I basically need. Plus take care of my fucking dogs and girl. This is why I can't coach dog. These motherfuckers have lost their minds and you have allowed them to lose their minds. Parents, admin, Coaches at the youth, high school, and college levels. You have allowed this. Nobody said no. Fucking joking me? I say no. You're bringing what to college? No, you're not. Then you're not coming here. Coach, I need to have an oven and microwave. Then you're not coming here. I, I got a dog. I need. You're not coming here. Don't bring no fucking dog to this campus. I used to tell coaches that too. And I'm sitting in my office with Stogie on my lap, motherfucking a coach telling him, you better not ever bring a fucking dog to this fucking job. And they're looking at me, hold my dog, smile. Stogie. My hypocrite? No. You know what it's called? It's called earning the chair that I'm in. You need to go earn the chair that you want. When you're the head coach and have a fucking chair, you bring a dog to your office. When you send 28 guys to the NFL, you can bring a dog to your office. When you graduate 260 plus kids and send them to get scholarships and make sure they don't go to jail or die, you can bring a dog to your office. They thought I was a devil. No, man, I, can't, I don't know what I'm going to do with my dog. Yeah, I'm sorry. Then you can't coach here. I'm not worried about your dog, bro. You're 20 years old. I have to teach you how to fucking coach still. Teach still. Be a man still. Plus 17 to 21-year-olds who are older than you some. I got to teach them the same thing, and you're going to coach for me. Now, guess what the conversation would be? Oh, fine, sure, bring the dog. Because the kid will tell the coach, well, I'm going to call HR on you because you won't let me have my dog, and it's a fucking civil right violation. <sighs> tell the guy who hired him and gave him a job, he's going to tell him, I'm going to go to HR and tell him that you won't let me have my dog. Now, why am I saying this? Because it's a true fucking story. This happened, and it's happening today. And you don't think it's fucking player empowerment. You're fucking delusional. This is what's happening today. Because somewhere down the line, you fucks have allowed it to happen. Instead of saying, fuck no, you're saying, okay, it's okay. Bring your dog, bring your daughter, bring your wife. Guess what, 21-year-old? If you think you're bringing your wife and daughter... That, that you've had great kudos to you for having a wife and a daughter at 21. But guess what? You're living for free on my dorm room right now with a cafeteria food. You have no money. I can't pay you any money and you're going to grind here. You can't grind in my dorm watching my kids when you have your own biological kid and wife. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, but I'm not sorry. See, this is what you don't get. 
It's the results-oriented business and life we live. And I'm the asshole that has to tell you the truth. But you soft pussies out there think I'm the asshole because I told you the truth. <laughs> Rewind that motherfucker and let it set in. This is why we become what we have become. But I'm the asshole. No. I actually look out for you and want you to succeed and fucking teach you how to do it the right way. But see, when someone allows what's happened to happen, guess what we have now? That was 10 years ago. So guess what? That coach is 10 years older, and now he's a head coach. Probably not rightfully a head coach, but guess what? Somebody gave him a job because he was on last chance, you, and he did it, whatever. And guess what he's doing? He's allowing a guy to bring a dog to the office. That guy's bringing the dog to the office, and he still has never learned how to do it right from the jump. So he wasted 10 years of his life not learning or being told no. And guess what? Now he's allowing a new generation to not be told no. And guess what? He has an absolute fuck cluster fuck. He hasn't helped one kid. He hasn't won any games and he hasn't put any kids in college. Yet you've given him a head coaching job because he told HR he deserved to have his doggy. Feelings have gotten in the way of results. We now are worried about feelings over results. That is why Deshaun Foster is hired as the head coach of UCLA. No knock on him. Wish him luck. But the truth of the matter is, he's delusional, dog. I'm just being honest. Player empowerment is ruining sports. It's ruining the society that we live in. And it is ruining our day-to-day operational home front. Period. And our home front trickles down into the classroom, which trickles down onto the football field, basketball court, baseball diamond, swimming pool, dojo, boxing ring. Look, man. It's another daily rant. Appreciate you guys listening. I could talk about this all day long. Coach JB show with Big Smitty will be back week and a half, but I'll do a daily rant every day. Uh, enjoy this one, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Friday, for some free game Friday daily rants. As I'm breaking down a entire, entire, entire new topic you won't want to miss. Woo! This one's been lit. Appreciate you. Pound the like, subscribe, become a member if you're not one, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace!